A day in the life of an indie parent. What do our days look like from start to finish, up and down, backwards and forwards? They probably don't all look alike, and yours probably look a little bit different, but today, since we get asked this all the time, we're going to talk about what our day in the life of an indie parent looks like. Welcome to episode eight of the Indie Parent Podcast. I am Desiree Fawn. My blog is sofondlifestyle.com. And my co-host, Amy Belgart. Say hello, Amy. Hello. And she blogs over at momspark.net. And today, like I said, we're talking about a day in the life of an indie parent. So, Amy, would you like to start? Maybe we'll both both talk about what our mornings are like. How do we get our day started? What's that? Yes, mornings. And assuming the kids are in school, but next week is like the first week of no school. And so this is going to completely change. And my schedule is going to get nuts. But usually, this is how my morning goes. I get up around 7.15, maybe 7.30. And I rush to get Charlie ready for school. And I'm lucky because my husband, Ryan, gets up very early in the morning because that's his natural cycle. And he he's a weirdo. He gets up at like 5.30 a.m. I don't know what's wrong with him. So he takes my, my teenager, our teenager, to to high school every morning because he has to get to school a little bit earlier. So I take Charlie, which is a little bit later in the morning. Once I take him to school, I come back and that's when I start my work day. And I have to say it, this has been much easier since my kids have been at school than when they were at home. It's completely different ball game. I can actually have somewhat of a structure, but the first thing I always do if I don't go and pick up a coffee from Starbucks is I make coffee because That's how I get my day started. And if that doesn't happen, my whole day is screwed up. Coffee is a must. And then I come and sit down at my desk in my office. And usually the first thing that I do is check any social updates that happened overnight that I may need to respond to. So that would be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Usually those are the only three. Just because if someone replies to me or asks me a question or just comments on something, and it could be a blog post as well, I want to make sure that there's not a whole lot of time that goes by that I respond just because I think that's just a good practice. I don't need to respond within every five seconds of when someone leaves a comment, but I catch up on that, make sure I didn't miss anything that happened overnight as far as someone engaging with me. And then I do the dreaded email which then seems to loom the entire day. But I usually go from that straight to email, mostly looking to see if there's anything that's pressing right away that is important that I need to respond to. Something that's time sensitive, something that people are waiting on me in order to move forward. And so that's usually my the way I start off my morning. And then from there, I go over my calendar to see what is it that I'm working on today? And sometimes that changes from what I have on my calendar because maybe I realize that's too much. And then I like to write out on just a notebook piece of paper what I'm doing. Like today's Thursday. What am I doing? I mean, you're listening to this on Tuesday, but we're recording this on Thursday, just for clarification. <laughs> and I, so I'll write example Thursday. And then I'll list all the things that I would like to accomplish today before I pick up my my kids from school because I really like to be done with work. Not always, but I like to be done with like my my most important things 
when they're not at home, because that's the time that I can actually concentrate and focus on what I'm doing. And I try to make my list manageable. I don't want to put so many things on there that I feel like I wasn't able to get anything done today. But for example, I'll just go ahead and give you my list of what I'm doing on Thursday. I'm just going to tell you. Here's Thursday. Batch record the Indie Parent podcast. And you know, that could take a lot of the day because we do 30-minute shows or longer. And I'm editing about 50 minutes or so. So yeah, so it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I have to do some social shares for Gap. I have to do some social shares for M&Ms. I have a therapy session this this afternoon that I go to weekly. So I've got to make sure everything's done before then. And then I have um, a client that I need to check in with that's doing a big campaign with MomSpark Media. So that's my Thursday. And that is still pretty, that's a lot because like I said, the podcast is going to take most of the day and the social shares, you know, not very much time, but, but anyway, that's, that's kind of how I set up my morning just so I know exactly what my expectations are for, because I'm making my time intentional, right? So I'm making sure that I'm spending my time wisely. I always feel better when I have that list and I know what the next thing is. And again, we talked about this before. It's like, I like to be able to scratch that thing off. Yes. Know what I, I love to know scratch coming that thing off. And yes. you just feel so much more productive. So I guess I'll tell you about my mornings. Usually I am the first person awake in the house. If not, it's my daughter who is six. And Gretchen will usually, on, on mornings when I'm lucky enough to be the first one up, then I get up first and I start to make breakfast or mm-hmm. I make myself a tea or something like that. Um, And if I didn't make her lunch the night before, then I make it in the morning. Um, And then usually she'll join me in the kitchen, sort of bleary eyed and just waking up. Uh, Mm -hmm. But on most mornings, let's be honest, she's the one coming upstairs to drag me out of bed at about 6.37. On a a bad morning, I'm out of bed at 7.30 because we have to leave at about 8. (laughs) So that's a rushed morning. On a good morning, I'm downstairs by 6.37. And that gives us a bit of relaxation time. My daughter is always pretty miserable at school if we don't have a mellow morning. It's like a direct right. correlation. If if our morning was rushed, she's grumpy at school. Right. So that is a big incentive to wake up a little bit earlier. Once I uh, we're all ready, we get going, we head to school, I drop her off. Often I will, probably half the mornings, I like to come back and... We live um, downtown, so we live a few blocks from my favorite cafe, and I will go park behind there. And because of the two-hour free parking limit there, I give myself that amount of time to do some work at the cafe. I could go home, park the car, and come back, but I know that if I go home and park the car, I will get distracted and I won't get to work right away. So I like to park there because it gives me that two hours before I have to move my car and they give me a ticket to go in, grab a coffee. I have a little spot by the window that I like to hang out at. I write out my list for the day and I check all my social and check all my email. And then I start working on whatever the first thing is that's due that day. This morning was a little bit different because we had a meeting with a client. So my partner and I dropped off Gretchen at school and then we went right to where we had the meeting and then I came home to do the podcast. So some mornings, yes, of course, it's a little bit different. It's about noon where I am now. So we're nearing the end of our morning um, and I haven't had nearly enough coffee. Come on. (laughs) But most mornings are, that's exactly what it is. I like to get my list down. Like my list for today said, 
meeting at the car dealership batch podcast. Next is uh, the next sponsored post that I have due all of the scheduling for our social media business and for all my social media clients. I like to do that as early in the week as possible, but sometimes, I mean, it's Thursday right now and I like to work ahead. So for the things for the next couple of days, I like to get those all out. And then it's, you know, going through and making sure that I have social shares on everything for the different sites that I work on. So that sort of is you, that's what my mornings are often like in, well, on a typical day, I mean, I'll get into the sort of lunch hour thing now. I try to stop for lunch. Um, I often set a timer to stop for lunch and I often ignore it. But I I totally hit that afternoon slump. If I don't eat at noonish, it'll be 2.30 and I'm starting to think, oh, I got to go get my kid from school in about an hour. And if I eat now, then I'm not going to be hungry at dinner. And then I'm I my whole day gets totally topsy-turvy. So half of the days I end up totally skipping lunch or having another coffee, which is my goal (laughs) to improve this year is to actually stop for lunch with my partner. Now working from home, it's a little bit easier because he starts to get a little bit hangry too. That is hungry and angry for those not in the know. (laughs) Um, And two of us hangry and miserable with each other does not work. So we need to stop and have something, even if it's something like a sandwich or a smoothie, something just to fill my belly and get me, you know, energized. It also gives me a moment like I try not to eat at my desk. One because I'm clumsy and I really like my MacBook and if I spilled smoothie on it I would cry. But because I I need that moment. I need like 15 minutes to stop and do something or even half an hour I'll like I'll throw the TV on for a second, eat my lunch, relax for a moment and then I'm raring to go again as opposed to if I was to sit there and eat lunch and type at the same time, then I I've overexerted myself. Like I don't have that much stamina to keep going. So that's an important thing to me is to try and stop for lunch. When it doesn't happen, I do tend to get pretty grumpy by the end of the day. And then I'm like snacking all afternoon or I'm miserable by the time dinner is ready. Because after school, my daughter usually has something like gymnastics or swimming or whatever that is. And then, yeah, we just skipping lunch pretty much throws a wrench in my whole day. And I do it to myself way more often than I'd really like to admit. (laughs) I, I usually don't skip eating something at lunch, but I almost every day eat it at my desk while yeah. I'm working. So I don't usually take, cause it just seems like, ah, especially an hour, you know, of course, when I worked in, in an office for someone else, an hour was like, Oh, so nice to have an hour away from work. But yeah. I feel like an hour is such a long time to not get something done when I have this opportunity, when my kids are not here to work. And I know that's horrible. I don't always work through lunch, although I do it a lot. Sometimes I will just turn on my favorite show that I'm behind on, like on Hulu or Netflix, and watch it for just a moment while I'm eating, just to kind of remove myself away from work for even 30 minutes. So I do that from time to time. Most days, I'm just eating and typing and working as I go, which I know is not the best use of my downtime for lunch. But that's yeah. just, I'm just being honest, that's what I do a lot of the times. So my favorite way to do lunch is to stop for a second, watch a show, chill, sit mm-hmm. in not my desk chair for half an hour yeah, um, and eat something or eat something, you know, we'll sneak across the road to a restaurant and my partner and I will talk business, but we're out of the house. We're doing something a little bit different. Right. It's nice right. patio, you know, like just, just to break up the day a little because right. no matter how much you love blogging or whatever it is that you do, you cannot do it 
all day, every day, because going back to our other episode, you will burn out and you won't love it anymore. And we didn't even discuss like actually eating breakfast, which I so often don't do. (laughs) Coffee is breakfast, right? I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, but just to be honest, a lot of times I don't eat breakfast, but then again, I just never been a big breakfast eater. And if I do, it's always very something small, like even just a piece of fruit or something. I just, I don't have a huge appetite in the morning. I think because I'm not a morning person at all. So I'm basically rolling out of bed and then like running full steam to get what I need to get done. I'm not one that likes to get up and take my time and this and that. I just, I've never been that kind of person that's not part of my natural schedule I like yeah, the mellow so, morning it just is I, it's hard to it's, make it I know happen. it's way better I know it would be way better for like to set up my whole entire day yeah but I just I, I've never I've never been good at that and so by the time lunch comes around I'm usually famished like I'm starving and if I yeah. don't eat right away I find that I can't even concentrate on what I'm trying to work on in the first place and so I'm not putting out a good product or or you know, good quality content or whatever it is I'm working on because I'm so stinking hungry and you can't be creative when you're starving, you know? Oh yeah. No, your brain is not, you're not all the way there. Don't skip lunch. Just don't do it. And it is good to remove yourself from work for just even 30 minutes just so that you can reset and continue the rest of the day. And I, and I find that if I don't do that around like two o'clock, which is about an hour before I need to go get my kids from school, I am so tired and exhausted that I feel like I need to lay down and take a nap. And sometimes I do, but that's not, you know, I don't know. It's just not, it's because I wasn't taking care of myself earlier in the earlier hours that I feel that way. Totally. So after lunch, what happens after lunch, Desiree? So after lunch, I'm usually writing or getting content out in some way. Um, often that's when I find there's pretty good light if I need to do photos. So I usually do photos somewhere in my living room if I need to do product photos or a recipe or whatever. Um, usually I'm writing or I'm doing more social media scheduling. for. It depends on what client I have going on that particular day. Um, often it's writing blog posts and making that sort of content in the mornings is when I usually like to schedule any phone calls. If you listen to our last episode, you know that I, I don't really love being on the phone. So, um, I try to schedule that for the morning to get it out of the way. And because I'm, I'm totally in like project mode in the morning, like I'm raring to go, I'm ready to get things done. And in the afternoons, I like it to be a little more mellow, I suppose. Depending on the day of the week, my daughter has stuff after school, so I can kind of gauge what my evenings are going to be like. I'm really trying to get out of the habit of working after she goes to bed, but because we've launched the social media business within the last couple months here, we have a lot of work to be doing with that. So right now I am working evenings. Um, My daughter goes to bed at seven. We usually do dinner between five and six if we are home by then, if not a little bit later. And then she's in bed by seven. And usually by 730, I'm back on the computer some nights until 11. Although I don't like to do that at all. Like it's it's a little too much for me right now. But I'm in the growing and promoting this newer business for us right now. So it's the fact that that's sort of in its baby phase and getting so busy so fast is excellent. It's just it's taking more time right now. Before that, I was I was being pretty good about not working afterwards. And uh, that was when my partner was still at his non indie parent job. 
And it was, it was really important for me to stop and spend those moments with him. But now that we're home and together all day, I, I'm feeling slightly less guilty because we're yeah. both <laughs> tending to work at night. And so for me, the afternoons, as I was saying, it gets a little more mellow. So I like to be doing writing. If I have a long stretch, if I have a bigger post to put together, then usually that's that's done in the afternoon. Then I go and pick up my daughter around. I leave here around 3.15. We're pretty close to the school. I go and pick her up. And then we go to whatever after school thing she has. And then, yeah, then dinner, bedtime, and uh, probably more work. Or on a night when I don't have anything due immediately the next day and I can't take a break, my partner and I will usually, like, you know, eat some junk food, watch a movie chill out for a bit. So since you're juggling several different businesses, do you try to tackle one business per day? Or do you find that everything's just kind of like mixed up every day? Because I, I feel like right now everything is sort of mixed up, which makes it's it kind of difficult to to really focus on one business at a time. Yeah. And I, I I just bought this calendar that's a dry erase calendar and it only has seven days on it. And really the weekends I don't care about as much because I don't tend to work a whole lot on the weekends. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And, but the Monday through Friday, I wanted to maybe dedicate each day to really try to focus the majority of the day on this one business. So for example, I like that idea. I would like to try something. I'm going to try this. and and even like even though Mom Spark the blog has it has different elements in it like videos I'm doing I'm trying to do a video a week I want a day where I just like batch record videos and a day to batch record the podcast and just focus on editing those promoting those you know popping into the indie parent group the Facebook group and things like that focus on that and then one for just the blog to catch up on the sponsor posts that I need to work on or new content I'm working on or just checking in with my writers because I have three writers and I need to make sure that they're all squared away and good. And then Mossberg Media is another one that I have to check in to make sure my community is going okay. My bloggers are all right. The campaigns that we're working on are all right. I have staff that help me with that. So I need to check in with them and make sure everything's going okay. And then I'm doing, you know, Desiree and I are doing Young Living Oils as well. And I, we have huge teams, you know, we don't always talk about that, mm-hmm. but I've got over 250 people on my team and I need to make sure everyone's good to go and taken care of. I have newsletters I send out, you know, I have a Facebook group that is somewhat active that I have to answer questions for. So I feel like when I'm jumping around every day between those four different, five different elements that I can't be really strong with one. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally feel that way. Um, And it's the same thing. Like if I have a day where I'm just writing blog posts, those blog posts are way better than if I do them by bit by bit. But often I do get so busy that I end up going, okay, what is due this afternoon? What is due tomorrow morning? What can this person wait for me to get done? You know, and I sort of schedule my day out by priority sequence. (laughs) The, you know, it's the squeakiest wheel. The thing that is due immediately is going to get done first. I've been doing that too, but I feel like I don't, I don't want to continue to do that, that method, especially with the summer coming up and and kids being at home. 
yeah, like I don't want to be always rushing and be like that far behind. I'd really, and that's why I love the beauty of batch recording. Like we're trying to do with this, we can yeah. have it scheduled out so that we're not having to check in on it every single week. It's squared away. You know, we only have to check in on like a few of the, the elements, but like the content part is scheduled out. It's the same with blog posts. I remember there was a time where on MomSpark that you and I had, like, remember we had it like scheduled weeks out. Yeah. And that like, it was a lot of work to like initially do that, but it felt really good that we didn't have to write a blog post every single day. With the Facebook scheduling, like yeah. usually I do it one day in advance, but on those days when I do it two or three in advance, I feel like a total rock star because then I don't have to think yeah. about it for two days. <laughs> right. And so it, it, it feels like, I mean, in the long run, you're probably spending less time doing it that way by doing it. In the things, you get in. Yeah. Like if we do four podcasts in one day, well, I'm still set up. We're still talking. Our ideas get going. Um, mm-hmm. But what if we did that every single day, it wouldn't just be half an hour. It would be, you know, we would be taking a lot more time to set everything yes. up and do everything and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And you're going in cold. So you're having to kind of get fired up and get, you know, cause like our, our second, third show is probably going to be a lot better than our very first one that we, we record in the day because we're not yeah. warmed up, you know, yeah. and our creative juices aren't flowing. So that, that is something that I want to work on. And, you know, and I think that a good sh- show idea for the future would be how to manage businesses when you have the kids at home for the summer. Like, yeah. how, how do you, how do you separate that, especially if you work from home, like we do and make sure that you're not spending all of your time working and not spending time with them, but then how do you stay on top of your work? Yeah. It's going to be a whole issue. And really, I don't even have the answer to that. I've got to figure that out and come up with some good schedule. What I usually li- like, like to do in the summers is maybe do a half day of work. So maybe the morning, I don't know. It just seems like easier for me to be more productive when I wake up until about lunchtime. Then the afternoon, this is when everyone starts getting tired and cranky and that's when kids get bored. And so I I do like half days. I've done that before, but it's still a challenge, especially now this this summer. I have a lot more on my plate as far Mm -hmm. as businesses that I'm running. And, you know, delegation, Yeah. So that could be a whole show as well. Delegation, you know, maybe I don't need to handle every single thing this summer. Maybe I can get help so that I'm, and and it may cost me a little bit more money that I usually spend on contractors and help, but it's worth it for the, the next few months so that I can, you know, really enjoy the summer like it's supposed to be enjoyed. Um, And I feel the same way. It's, you know, like we said about, you know, hiring someone to clean the house. Um, Mm -hmm. because I know that I can get so much more work done in the time that someone else could clean my house and the money (laughs) makes sense that way. Yep. Um, and it's letting go of some of the little tasks and things like that. I'm going to use you for an example, Amy, because it makes me laugh. Um, Amy has several writers and for the first several years, um, she, edited and scheduled and did all of the finicky behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. for those writers. And then finally we convinced her to let it, let it go. Let it go, Amy. Now the writers schedule their own things. And that saved Amy so much time because she A didn't have to, go of time. Into every one of our posts 
and go into everything else and, you know, waste that time. For myself, I mean, I write for Amy, but I also have writers on my site. For myself, I want to get into that because right now I'm doing the exact same thing. I nitpick all of the posts and then spend more time getting them ready to go out. So a lot of it, you know, when you're accepting help into your businesses, especially is, uh, is half letting it go and half just finding those people who are really trustworthy. Yes. Um, and, and be okay that they are, they're not going to always do a, what you taught them to do or be to your standards, but you can always, the thing is, is if you have a good team, they will, take the feedback from you. If you, if it's something that's really an issue, um, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're little things that you just have to let go. But if it's yeah. an issue where you feel like it's affecting like the quality of your brand and your, in your business, they should be open to that. And at the end of the day, they work for you. Yeah. So if you tell them, Hey, I really don't like the way this, I don't know, this image looks or whatever. And you give them that feedback, they should be like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's come up with a solution and, you know, change it moving forward. And that's going to happen when you delegate, when you don't have yeah. your hand in every little thing. And you have to be but, okay with it not looking exactly like your work because it's not. You know, I can't nitpick mm-hmm. every little bit of my food writer's posts or be like, oh, well, she put a tag on there that I wouldn't have put the tag on. I mean, stuff like that, you can kind of let slide. It's not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But if she, you know, uploaded a photo that was 200 by 200 pixels, I'd be like, Jess, no, we don't, we don't do that here. <laughs> no thumbnails. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it has to, if, if you really feel like it's affecting your brand and, and your style and your you know, you, then that, then that makes sense, you know, to, to say something. And it's not like, you know, you're not allowed to tell your, your staff or your employees or your contractors to make changes. Of course you are, but it's so good to let go of some of those things so that you can really concentrate on your family and, and your, your time really being valuable. And like I said, that's a whole other topic. We are going to be talking about collaboration and the importance of community in another episode as well. Yeah. So as far as the evening goes, A, I am horrible at dinner and I've mentioned this before and it's still a struggle for me and I'm still, it's still something that I'm trying to work on to make sure that we actually have a decent dinner and we're not running to a restaurant. Although sometimes we do because that's a time for us to spend together and it's something special, but I don't want to do it every single night, obviously. So dinner comes around. It's usually my most stressful part of my day, which is so funny because why should that be a stressful thing? But it, it is because because my husband and I are so exhausted that neither one of us really feel like making dinner. And so sometimes we just resort to like sandwiches for dinner or something easy or like I said, eating out. And as far as working after dinner, it's a toss up. It depends. It depends on what my kids are doing. If they're having fun playing together or they're caught up in a project. If they're busy and they're having fun doing what they're doing, I may sit by Charlie on my laptop so that we're still together. I'm still there to help him with whatever he needs. And maybe, I don't know, work on a project that I wouldn't have time to do during the day. So like I I always use this as an example, like reorganizing my Pinterest boards or something like that. Something that that wouldn't take a whole lot of thought. I couldn't write like a really hardcore article in that environment. It's just to, you know, get a few little loose ends done of things I would never have time to do. But then sometimes I, we just watch movies or we 
go bowling or, or something like that. So it just depends. It also depends on my husband and what he's doing. If he's really deep in a project himself when he gets off of off of work when he comes home and he wants to work on it, then I may be more likely to work on organizing my office or doing something work related as well. So it just depends. It's it's very different every single night. There's not the same schedule where I just stop working and he stops working and we just all do family time together like that. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't, you know? So it's very, it's a toss up really. And the weekends are the same way. The weekends could be, I could do a little bit of work, a little bit of play, because the thing is, is it, and, and you know this, if you're a business owner and you really love what you do, is work never feels like work. And so it is really hard to not want to always do a little bit of it every single day, you yeah. know? But you do need those breaks for sure. I mean, we oh, have- for sure. For sure. We have a trailer that we like to go to. So that's open. That's six months of the year that we have a little escape. Um, mind mm-hmm. you, it's like 20 minutes from our house. So it's not a huge escape, but it still feels like we're away. And if I don't have anything major that I have to do, you know, I'll get all the scheduling done for the next day, at least till like the morning. And then even when my daughter's still in school, we can go to the trailer for the night and sort of just chill out, have a fire, cook something on the barbecue. And it's just a little bit different than being at home. Uh, We have very limited internet access there, as Amy will know, but I can (laughs) still get work done if I need to, but it's a little bit of an escape. And that's kind of nice. And on the nights when I don't have anything like that has to go up the next morning or has to happen, I do like to shut the laptop and walk away from it. Because if I sit down to do something else, like I'm just, I'm going to get wrapped into it. I'm going to fall down the Mm -hmm. Facebook hole and uh, never climb back out again. And then I, and then somehow it's always midnight and I'm like, what, wait, how did I do that again? Why have I wasted my whole night not actually doing something useful? So I have to actually physically stand up, shut the laptop, walk away, do something different. Right. Right. It really is good to do that. Even if you feel like, oh, I really, really, really want to work on this project. Sometimes if you know you've already worked 10 hours that day, you kind of have to force yourself to to shut it for a while and and you'll you'll be a better, uh, more productive business owner if you do. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Rich used to, uh, Rich is my partner. He used to laugh at me because I'd be like, okay, I'm done working. And then I would stand up and then I would push my chair in and stand behind the chair and continue to type leaning over the desk. And he'd be like, you <laughs> said you were getting up. I'd be like, yeah, awesome. I'm just, uh, I'm not quite done. Uh, hang on. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, back always. away. Yeah, Turn it always. Off. I know. You really just have to like fry it from your hands. <laughs> that wraps up a day in the life of an indie parent that you've kind of got a peek into what our days look like. We would love to hear what your days look like. We have a little comment section that is linked to Facebook at the bottom of each episode's page. We want to hear from you or join our Facebook group. You can learn all about us at theindieparent.com. You could subscribe there. And you can get the link to our Facebook group where we have an active community that talks all about the indie parent lifestyle. And also on social, we want you to use hashtag indie parent. Show us what your office looks like. Show us what your crazy day looks like. Join us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a new show every week. And thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. See ya.